I fell into a life of leisure. I saw to a path of pleasure. And don't it make it that much better to find a cigarette that burns forever? Cigarette burns forever. Adam Green. Due to circumstances beyond my control, I have spent the last week working from home. Yes, those circumstances were... Typically, I would fake cough and say COVID, but I think even the fake cough would be in poor taste. No, I do not have it, but I was directly exposed to somebody who did, which means for safety reasons, I was sent to work from home. As far as I know, everyone who was exposed at work, and even the person who tested positive, are all doing just fine, and I am doubly fine for being able to work from home at my own desk. I have my cats, a replenishable supply of coffee, and all of the snacks I could want to absorb. So far, it's been great. During one of my breaks away from the desk, I sat down on my living room couch and looked out at the window at the snowy landscape. I could see chimney smoke coming out of almost every building, and I drifted into thought. I thought about fireplaces and the upcoming holidays. Then I thought back to Labor Day, when the smoke from the wildfires was so thick I couldn't even see across the street. As I draped myself lazily across my couch, mug of coffee in hand, I thought for a long time about fire. I thought about its necessity and its terror, about its warmth and its mystery, about everything it provides, consumes, and leaves behind. And now I've got a series of stories and memories all about the subject, and I thought that sharing them here could be a good way to sort them out neatly. I have a reoccurring dream, and I know it stems from one of my earliest memories, my first known moment of terror in my life. The dreams all start out normal enough, but are connected together to this memory by how they all end. An object, it could be anything in my hands, will suddenly catch fire. I've had it happen to books, grocery bags, my phone. Any item at any time can suddenly go up when I'm in a dream. The real-life inspiration for this happened when I was just barely old enough to walk. I picked up a discarded match and was toddling about when suddenly I was interrupted by the hiss and stink. My only actual memory of the event is looking at it in my hands and watching it burn down to nothing before anything could be done. I just held onto it and watched. My parents saw, of course, and we attribute the phenomenon to the magic of Strike Anywhere matches. So easy a toddler can figure it out. This memory and these dreams didn't scar me or hurt me. They just left me with the lasting impression of fascination for just looking at fire. When I was in my teens and I had my own room, one of my favorite things was closing my door with a scented candle lit. I had a small brown desk in my room and I always kept the candles on the top right end, close to the center of the window. I could sit at the desk and watch the flame as it ate steadily through the wax, leaving it a glistening pool where it could draw its supply of fuel. Immediately, it would fill my small room with whatever smell I had swiped from elsewhere in the house. I remember long, late nights with only the candlelight in my room, just sitting at my desk with my headphones on, watching the fire flicker in its glass jar. Oftentimes, I would draw or just write during the strange meditation. I always found that good ideas came just before bed, and they came smoother with a pleasant smell and the low candle light. There was a red candle that I had. I'm not sure what brand or even what scent. It had a name something like Home Sweet Home. I loved that candle. I burned it until there was nothing left, slowly, over the course of a decade. The label had long faded and peeled away before I ever became concerned with trying to find a replacement, which I doubt I ever will. Lighting that particular candle meant I was either in a really good mood or needed to be in one. The last time I ever tried to light that candle, there was too little wax to support the flame and the wick just burned out. So I purchased a candle-warming hot plate to try and squeeze the essence out of it. Thirty minutes into enjoying the last of that old familiar scent, a smell that could take me home or to the people I needed to be with at a moment's notice, the last thirty minutes of the best candle ever made ended with a loud pop as the heat from the plate made the glass shatter. 
The jar broke into a couple of neat pieces, but the force of the break knocked the glass off the plate and spilled the tiny wax pool onto the kitchen counter. I threw out the shards and the candle warmer, and as I cleaned up the wax, I had a distinct thought shoot through my head. Good night. Specifically as said by a radio DJ I would tune into during my youth. One I would listen to almost every weekend, probably the most common time for me to be found at my desk burning my scented candles. Fire can also be scary. In fact, I lost a childhood home to fire. Luckily enough, it happened while we were all out. I don't remember any touch of the event, save for some pictures of the aftermath my parents held on to. But I don't need to think too hard to imagine being surrounded by tall flames. I've been there. You see, our area is very prone to summer fires, and one particular year, my friends and I were driving from our small town to a larger one when we found ourselves caught in the middle of a wildfire. We couldn't see any smoke when we got onto the freeway, and the roads were in no way blocked. We had laughed and joked and enjoyed our time together like we did any other time we made this familiar trip. But then we came around a hill and saw a wall of smoke in front of us. The hills were burning, but the fire had eaten up most of the brush nearby into black tangles that belched smoke. Without many options to turn around, we decided to press on. As soon as we entered the barrier of smoke, the sky turned red under the sun, and the fire grew more intense the further we drove in. It crept closer to the road and taller in the trees. I have a vivid memory of one particular patch of grass spewing flame onto the asphalt. Five minutes is about how long I'd guess we were in there, but it felt like much longer. When we got to our destination, we got out of the car and gave it a once-over. Everything was fine save for some droopy weather stripping. We breathed a lot easier on the drive back, as everything had burned out or cleared up. It was probably that same summer when I caught myself, accidentally of course, on fire. I have worked in the sign industry on and off for a long time, and because of that, I've had my hands into every aspect of the business. From sales to design to manufacturing and installation, I've done it all. The industry itself has grown and changed rapidly over the years, and that's something I'm grateful for. You see, one of the ways we used to texture wood and give it artificial aging is we'd take a wire wheel and attach it to a grinder and grind away at it until it had the desired look. This process would kick up sawdust like nothing else. One day, I was in the shop grinding away at my fifth or so sign. I had done enough to make quite the pile at my feet and was thoroughly coated in the tan dust. I had protective wear on from my eyes, mouth, and ears and was unable to see or hear much of anything save for the signage I was manually aging. Well, somebody needed me for something else, and decided that it was important enough that they tapped me on my shoulder. I jumped, and the grinder I was using grabbed onto its own cord and ripped it to bits. A sudden spark ignited the dust in the air and on my left arm. I dropped the broken machine and was able to pat my arm down and shake off the burning dust in a long moment. In fact, there is no moment that lasts longer than the one you realize that you are on fire. Nothing else caught, so me and the dude who learned his lesson about power tools just stared at each other for a long time. I walked away without any burns, just a little redness and a smooth, hair-free arm. Moving back onto the subject of good fire, my favorite kind, of course, is a campfire. They have, for my entire life, signified the gathering of friends and family, a place to encircle and tell stories, cook and eat delicious foods, stave off the elements after a long day of hiking, or dry out after swimming. A place you can sit for as long as you have the energy to keep the fire going. I've got two stories about campfires that I want to share back to back, but first the outro. Thanks again for listening. It's nice to see a few people still check in on this. There are some days where I'm excited to work on this project, but then there are others where this is the last thing I want to be doing. I made a promise to do one episode a week this whole year, and I will. I want to keep doing the project afterwards, of course, but I'm thinking about switching up the formula. 
doing some kind of season two change. And I have some ideas, but I'll keep mulling them over until I get something that I like. Episode 30 will be the first one of 2021, if everything works out the way I've planned it. Really, I'm asking for feedback on this. Let me know what you like and what you don't, and submit any suggestions for how you'd like to see this project evolve. Again, thanks for listening. There's a place just outside of town where my friends and I have been camping for years and years. Really, it's a terrible place to camp. Just a bunch of rolling rocks, dusty trails, and only the occasional tree for shade. It's called Three Peaks, and its ease of access and the fact that so few people ever care to camp out there means it's usually pretty secluded. Its desert-like landscape means that finding firewood is more than a chore, and if you want a fire to last you enough to even cook decently, you'll need to cart up a small bundle, which is exactly what we didn't do one fateful camping trip. Summer was coming to a close and the cold had begun creeping in. It was our last-ditch effort to get a few of us out into the wild, and in the rush to do so, we forgot many essentials. Two of the campers in our caravan were about ready to turn back down the mountain, seeing as they didn't even have a tent, and the small fire we had used for dinner wasn't keeping anyone warm. In my stubbornness, I granted them access to my tent and sleeping goods. I told them I'd be fine staying up with the fire, and that I'd do enough gathering to keep it going. I'd even provide enough firewood to cook the egg and bacon breakfast I had promised. They were in, and I was out in the cold, all night. My friend A and I decided to stay with the fire all night. Periodically, I'd go out gathering, flashlight in hand, and full moon in the sky to light the way. I'd get enough to last an hour or so at a time, then enjoy the warmth as the flames rose, then acclimate back to the cold as they died down. On my last trip into the wilderness, I lucked upon a stack of nicely chopped firewood in an unused campsite. I spent two back-and-forth trips bringing it all back, it was during the second trip back that I slipped on a rock and twisted up my ankle. Not bad, just enough to warrant a sit-down. I piled up all the spilled wood and sat beside it, watching the moon hang in the sky above the distant city lights. Memories of the many nights spent out in those same hills filled me and almost took me away to sleep right there on the cold ground. I got up, made the final trip, and neatly stacked the new firewood. And when everyone awoke to me grinning over the pile, they all groaned. My last bit takes place around my favorite campfire, the one we make at Shantytown. I've talked a little bit about Shantytown in the very first episode, and I have more stories to tell in future eps, but for context for now, it's an annual camping trip we make with enough people that we call it Shantytown for a reason. I always try to be the last person out on the last night, or at least one of the last people. I do it just to make the trip feel longer. I stay out as long as I can that night and watch the fire burn down to embers. I take in the waves of red and orange as they wash across the black and gray pit that was our home for a few days. I watch the beautifully patterned chaos ripple through as the heat slowly dies out. I soak it all in before I say, Good night. <laughs>